Hey everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Eline Exclusive. I'm super excited today because today's topic is about blurred lines and how does one stay creative in such a saturated industry with social media and everything that comes with it. So we have my boy Chris Montgomery and Jay Anthony here. And for before you get started, I want you guys to introduce yourself. We'll start with Chris. Greetings, greetings. First off, thanks to Elon and you for reaching out. Uh, definitely uh, appreciate the opportunity to come on and uh, have a conversation. Uh, my name is Chris Montgomery. I'm originally from Noonan, Georgia. Georgia boy to the bone, to the core, you know. <laughs> uh, been in Atlanta since 06, came up here for school, went to Georgia State University. Um, worked in um, information systems working that field for eight and a half years, up until last summer, transitioned into uh, photography full-time. Uh, this has been loving the journey, uh, just taking pictures and doing a little video, uh, capturing people just trying to trying to grow, expand at the same time, and just enjoying the ride. Nice. So I'm Jay Anthony Grigger. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I know my name is long, so you can shorten it by Jag, like the car. I always tell people that, like, vroom, vroom. Uh, I've been here since 2009. I moved here because I didn't have anywhere else to go. Like, my mom moved, and I had left my apartment. And my mom was like, well, your brother graduated. I'm about to leave, so what the fuck are you going to do? And I was like, well, I might as well go with you. So we came to Atlanta. Uh, I was working for the Department of Homeland Security since 2002, and then 2015, uh, I was unable to continue with the government. And in the process of that, I've always been writing. I've been writing since I was 10. Um, so getting back into that, after I lost my job, I just pushed myself into a, like a wall and just started allowing my creativity of my writing to just flow out. And that's what I've been doing. Uh, I write music. I wrote a book. I write magazine covers. Uh, writing is my power, is my passion. That's what I love to do. So hopefully, I can continue to do that until I'm not here anymore. So, yeah. Got you. So my question is, why did you get started? You could say you could talk about how, but the I want to know the why behind that. Whew. I always wanted to be in entertainment since I was maybe when I was four. I remember like dancing to Michael Jackson. Uh, B Street was one of my, was my favorite movie at the time, so I was doing beats and B Street stuff. Uh, I always had music in me. I just never knew what to do with it. So wanting to branch out, and I was my childhood wasn't the best childhood. I was the only child, but it was kind of like a rocky situation. And writing was my escape from everything. So writing just gave me wings to fly without me actually having the actual wings on my back. So that's why writing is, was my piece, is my piece. So that's why I write. What about you with photography? Now, before you get, before you answer your question, you went to Georgia State University and you said you were in information technology? Yeah, computer information systems. Okay, so how did that prolong to you being a photographer? <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah, I, I actually coming out of high school when I was looking at majors, uh, honestly, I just kind of picked what uh, was going to be um, making them allow me to make some good money right, coming right. out of school. Plus, I also had like a natural inclination for technology. Mm -hmm. Like I was a type that in college, I actually used to fix people's. I mean, remember laptop got a virus. Mm -hmm. I would be the person they would come to, right. you know, fix and stuff like that. But I mean, I've always at heart, I've always been a creative. Mm -hmm. uh, art was my first passion. I started drawing at the age of five. Well, I think six, second grade. And uh, I still remember the moment. <laughs> I still remember the moment I saw the drawing. It was this cartoon called Mighty Max. Mm -hmm. And uh, something in me, I'm watching the cartoon, something just made me get a piece of paper and some crayons. Mm -hmm. I saw the drawing. I call it the spark. I don't, it's like a, the thing that makes you do something. I call it the spark. And uh, yeah, I drew it. I thought it was great. I showed my mom and she co-signed. She said, this is good, son. To her, it could have looked like, chicken scratch right. but, you know she she empowered me and i think to this day by her uh empowering me and letting me know that my work was good i think that made me i was drawing like every day i took art classes uh, competitions and stuff like that so the creative side was always there fast forward to college i was working with a, a group of friends who were about to start a web series Okay. I was going to be on YouTube and everything. We were interviewing people. We had scripts and everything, but the project just kind of fell through. Uh, one, we didn't have a camera and then just like people's lack of availability. Mm. So um, so I decided, hey, I, I can get a camera. So I went. To, I sat on it for like two days, went to Best Buy. Got my first camera originally for uh, videography. Mm -hmm. I never even planned on doing photography. Uh, and, the, and the guy actually upsold me. Uh, I went to get like one particular camera in mind, but I told him what I was using it for. I'm glad he upsold me because it was a better camera. Um, so I said, okay, I don't have a, I don't have any projects to work. I don't have any film projects now to work for this camera. Mm -hmm. So I said, let me start, let me learn how to use it for photography. Because mm -hmm. um, I was in a, uh, in my job at the time, I was in an employee resource group, and we had different events. And I looked at past event photos and they weren't that great. So I said, hey, I have a DSLR. Like, I think it can take good pictures. Right. <laughs> so, you know, YouTube, yeah, okay. YouTube University, that, that was really the first mm -hmm. go. Uh, yeah. Um, so just started learning more. Word got out throughout the company that I was like the go-to guy for pictures. And uh, I reached out to a couple of friends who were entrepreneurs, say, hey, I got a new camera. Um, you mind if I come out and take some pictures, do some video, just pro bono at mm -hmm. first, you know, just to kind of get, see how good I could be. Mm -hmm. And, um, I helped them out. And then one girl, she was even like, how can I pay you for these services? Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, okay, mm -hmm. this, this might be on or something. Right. And then I started posting to Instagram that really took it to another level as well. That kind of, I guess, put people on notice that, Hey, okay. He, he, he's, he's doing photography. Right. So that was really, you know, the transition. Um, it just kind of happened. It, it's crazy. I'm still amazed by it. Right. And if you guys, like, his work is phenomenal. I was just telling him before we started this um, filming that it's, you, you could tell that he really captures the essence of the person that he's photographing or taking a photo of. And um, it's so clean and precise. So I love the work that you do. Appreciate that. Okay. I saw, I saw, I can attest. 
<laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So you mentioned how writing is an escape. And a lot of the times when like going to school and figuring out what we're going to do, being a creative, looking at like with my parents, it was like that, that's not going to be a building act, you know? Right? right. So my thing is now we see that being a little bit different. You mentioned how your friends were entrepreneurs and like with us millennials, that's how a lot of businesses came about. We found a niche, we found a path and we made our way to, you know, do essentially what we like to do and get paid for what we like to do. But within this industry, this is a creative industry, we see a lot of repetitive, repetitiveness, repetitiveness, right? That's the word? Okay, I'm gonna say that. And um, my question to you guys is what is, like, what's the hardest part about being a creative in this saturated industry? Like, what's one thing that you find that makes you stand out from other photographers? What's something that you find that makes you stand out from other writers that, you know, we're not seeing the same stuff over and over and over again? Would you like to go first? Uh, I don't mind. Mm -hmm. um, you said, well, can you repeat the question? So what is something that makes your stuff more unique than another photographer? Mm. I think the soul element is um, it's being you. Absolutely. I, I was reading a pamphlet um, mm -hmm. by your CEO. She had a quote saying how in today's world you have to bring your full self to the table. Mm. You know, your, your personality, your heart. That's the difference. I tell people it's a lot of people doing a lot of things. Everybody's doing you go down the cereal aisle, look at how many boxes of cereal you have right, from different companies. Right, right. <laughs> that don't stop them from selling cereal. Absolutely. You know, so I think focus on you and make that shine. And that that's going to be, I think that's your competitive advantage. Yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Fully you. Because can nobody, you know, be you. yeah. For me, uh, let's see. I would say being authentic, as, as you said, being yourself, and realizing that the world is a part of you as you are much as a part of the world. Mm -hmm. Like understanding that I'm just a small speck of what's going on and tapping into every single thing that I can tap into makes my writing for me different because I can talk about stuff that happened to somebody and they may think it happened to me or I could talk about something that happened 20 years ago because my mental capacity has so many stories in it mm -hmm. that I can write from anywhere, any place, from any genre. I even write in different languages because of Google and YouTube mm -hmm. um, to just branch out in that. What makes me different is that I put my soul in every single inch of my pen. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes me different is that I speak from my heart, my soul, my feet, my hands, my brain, and all of the things that happened to me in my life, good and bad, friends and everybody else. Absolutely. And with writing, it's so versatile. Like you could speak about one subject and continue with that. And then it, you know, um, merges with people that thought about whatever, you know, topic it is that you were speaking about. But We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Okay, so writing to my first tab. So, guys, very good. Mm -hmm. For what? Okay. This is so decent. What happened? This is so decent to me. 
It's a what? Stuff decent. <laughs> like, I love this. I love being a creative. It, it really is something. And had I known that from back in the day, I probably would have been a different person. Because it's right. a lot of like, you know, you're afraid to do this because you never know what the outcome might be. And then you go on social media and see that that person is doing what it is. You know, what you were like, that thing was true. Right. Right. So. And everybody got their lane. You just have right, to be able to drive right. in your lane. So. That was another thing. Like with media, we only see one aspect of like, black people, right. you know, or woman, you know, yeah. and things like that. So you're just like, oh, no, let me not go off track. Let me just keep in line with what everybody else is doing. No. And that's not how it is. Mm. You got to you gotta shake the boat. Right. You got to shake the boat. You would do screenwriting too? I write everything. Nice. If I could rewrite the Bible, I'd rewrite uh, the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Everything. What's your favorite genre to write? Anything lyrical. Mm. Anything I know lyrical. you do poems. Yeah, any yeah, poems. But I, anything lyrical, though, it does not matter. Like, mm-hmm. I even write some of my magazine articles in a lyrical sense. Like, I think that's what another thing that keeps me different is I don't write like a typical editorial. Mm-hmm. I write like a rapper because my that's where I came from. I came from battle rapping. Mm-hmm. So that's, I just took my battle rapping and used it into my magazine writing. Okay, okay battle rap. Oh yeah, I was at the lunch table. <laughs> Damn, bro. Put a deal. Philly, right? Yeah. Okay. You Mm-hmm. What happened to him? I just don't think. Usually, they don't have no right backing. Like okay. the reason why me got where he at, he got the right backing. The reason why Benny Siegel got where he was at because he got the right backing. Oh, <laughs> most of I used to watch like a lot of uh, battle rappers. Reed used to be going in. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them dudes that's nice. But my, I've been listening. I've been watching female rappers now. Mm-hmm. Like that's my thing right now. Like female rappers are what's in like and i ain't talking about cardi i'm talking about like real mt yeah tierra whack and you familiar with uh 3d19 but i will be now she's the best (laughs) not even the female rapper but i think she's one of the i mean she's she's out of louisiana yeah her name is what is it 3d 3d19 i'm gonna have to get to real slap on but her music all right camera team is ready right on Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of Elon Exclusive. Before we continue, um, Chris wanted to add to the last question. Yeah, when you spoke about what our uh, what makes us like unique or stand out, I think one thing that's helped me, especially over the last year, is uh, following intuition. That's a great power that I've really been tapping into uh, more as of late. Because it's with photography, it's it's so many ways that I can move with it. Especially, I mean, you watch social media, you see, you know, sometimes people have influence. Like you might want to, oh, I'm, maybe I need to do that. Maybe I need to do this. Right. 
But now you got to just get quiet and what your see what your spirit is telling you. Mm-hmm. That that'll let you know how you need to move. So I think tuning into that as well can because uh, it's, it's many ways up the mountain, right? But I think following your intuition is like the best path for each individual. Mm-hmm. So energy is key. That's energy true. is that's like that's I don't think people realize how much energy we are as a as a being and when you tap into that whether it be right hand whether it be photography whether it be videography once you get into that realm of like alchemy it's, it's a different it's a different type of deal so i went all the energy i like my chakras and my my rocks right it's, okay. a, it's important it is it, it is very important and not just for yourself but for like your entire being your environment everything and i'm very big on that as well um, so we were talking a little bit while the times were off about shaking the boat and the idea in where back in the day, being a creative wasn't as popular as it is now. And um, we now you see more of what's quote unquote acceptable and how, you know, with our parents, it was like you um, being a creative is not going to make you money. Um, so my question to you is looking just like looking in the bigger scope of Hollywood, we see a lot of like repetitive things going on. Everybody's doing the same movie, the same scripts and all that stuff. So why do you guys think it's afraid? I mean, why do you guys think um, creatives, not creatives, but maybe like directors or writers are afraid to step out that box? Because honestly, I'm tired of seeing slave movies. Oh, I'm tired of seeing I'm modern so movies. Like, you, you know, that. I don't mind them, so glad you said but that. there's something, there's so much more. So much more. I believe that America is not ready for people to completely shake the stigma that comes with a lot of creatives, mm-hmm. whether it be black creatives, whether it be white creatives, whether it be gay creatives. People sometimes are afraid to be who they are in this society, in this world. Um, and sometimes following after other people will get you a little bit of notoriety, but it doesn't last. I, I think what people need to do is just be who you are. God made you who you are, your creator, whatever you, you know, speak to, made you to be unique. Once you find your uniqueness, you ride with that. And that's the issue is that people are afraid of being unique because of stones and 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 things that be, being thrown at you. But you take those stones that were thrown at you and you just build a kingdom on top of it. So that's how that's how I think. And to touch on uh, the slave thing, there's so many positive things about black people we were kings we were queens we had empires we don't we weren't just slaves and i am tired of seeing every other movie about a slave like i don't want to see it i want to see why harriet tubman ain't on the 20 dollar bill or why we ain't really had a black president not a brown president black Mm. i think also why we see a lot of uh, repetitiveness. It, I think people are just doing what works. Mm. It's like a formula. It's it's cookie cutter. Mm. It's copy paste. Right. You know, uh, you see it in music. I listen listen to the radio. I rarely listen to the radio, but it's like I can't tell mm-hmm. one one person from the next. I'm like, they sound all I think it's quick money. It's a quick flip. Mm. You know, you get in. It's a quick meal. I think it's just easy to do that. 
I mean, I can go, I don't have any music background, but I feel like I can make a radio hit if I put my mind to it. Absolutely. <laughs> facts. That's facts. So I think, so a lot of times in the community, uh, what I've seen is, you know, it, it's about what's being highlighted in mainstream. We kind of, that's kind of the, the standard mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, doesn't really uh, showcase uh, much quality. The quantity is there. But it's not much quality. But I would argue also that whatever we think is lacking, that work is happening. Mm. I've seen it. It might not be. It may not be a spotlight on it. So I think that's what kind of got to be like a grassroots level to a grassroots effort to sp- spread that spotlight around, so mm-hmm. we people can kind of catch on to it. But uh, it, it's it's some great music out there. At the uh, same time, it's on the ground. It's some great productions that's happening. Uh, it's just, you know, getting that, um, I think it's just going to be like a, a person-to-person type of thing mm-hmm. uh, to kind of make it spread, but, yeah. Do you think that, like, especially when it comes to music or just something new that the, like, Black community is a little bit hard on, like, certain things? Um, so every couple of years, there's, like, somebody new that comes out, and then, you know, we leech on to them, like, oh, they're cool, whatever, like, was an example? Khalid Khaled, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's like, oh, look, now everybody wants to go to a Khalid concert or Khaled. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Mm-hmm. But do you think like there's that, that always, not like a gatekeeper mm-hmm. per se? Mm-hmm. And- I, I think the gatekeepers are in every part of creativity, mm. uh, whether it be music, directing. And I say this, the reason why there are gatekeepers because we don't have people as much like Sojourner Truth. We don't have people that's like, Harry Tubman. We don't have people that's like Malcolm X to break away from the gatekeepers because there are a lot of talented and gifted individuals in the world. Mm-hmm. And they're not being showcased because for one, money, uh, where they live at, and it is a very thing is about popularity. Yeah. It's about the quality, the quantity, the quality over the quantity over the quality. And it's about the quality. No one wants to eat off a of bad China. I don't want to eat off bad China. I want to eat off the good China. But I also understand that the bad China is not necessarily bad. It may be undervalued. Mm. But you still have to find ways to utilize and break out of the gatekeepers. And we can do that. There is more gate. There are more creative than their gatekeepers. We just have to right. push the creative to realize that we have the power to move the gatekeepers out of the way. Absolutely. Um, one question that I did have is, you mentioned quality over quantity. Wait, quality over quantity. Correct. Yes. Um, and there's also this thing that a lot of co- creatives do: collaboration over competition. But have you guys ever looked at the competition and was like, like you mentioned, oh, I, maybe I should input, input that into my next, you know, photography mm-hmm. session, or maybe I should put that into my next screenplay. You know, so. I my competition is the person that I see every morning. And I don't compete with another man or another woman because mm-hmm. what's for you won't pass you. That's right. What step that's for you, you gonna keep stepping. Mm-hmm. So I don't handle competition. My competition is myself and the creator who created me, and I am that person. That's it. I feel that. Uh, for me, I I wouldn't say probably. I I don't think I would label this competition as well. Um, but I would say that you can learn. You can definitely take learning opportunities from people who are doing uh, similar things as you. Uh, you can learn from what they succeed in and also what they fail in. 
uh, I've had so many instances where people people reached out to me mm-hmm. for a photo shoot. It might have been like a last minute thing because their photographer either backed out or were uh, unresponsive, just not communicating. So I see that as a lesson to, okay, communication is definitely key. Um, yeah, so I've, I've gained, you know, I've benefited from situations where I learned from somebody else's mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I will quote, Jay-Z said this, what you eat, don't make me shit. So there ain't no competition with another person because what you do is really not going to affect you. Absolutely. What you do is going to affect you. What I'm going to do is going to affect me. And we don't have to always be bickering and trying to be, I'm better than you. Because at the end of the day, ain't nobody better than nobody. Ain't nobody beat death. Ain't nobody beat death yet. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen nobody beat death. You might say they can't get to beat it. Ain't nobody better than So the only competition is yourself. And when you meet people who are other creatives, like he said, take something from them. Right. Because learn. you might learn something different. Or you might teach me something different. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not in no competition with you. I want to learn. Mm-hmm. Learning is growth. Absolutely. So if you want to grow, you pick from the tree, and that's how you. That's what you eat. That's it. Now, if you guys were to collaborate with somebody, who would it be, and why? Good question. Wow. And it doesn't um, necessarily have to be in the lane of photography or writing. Just mm-hmm. like in a creative sector. Hmm. That's really? hard. Yeah, that's that is hard. Oh, um, I don't know. I will say my first, my first choice in my head, my first person was Jay Z. That's the Sean Carter is the, probably the first person I want to work with before anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think his mindset of a businessman is ridiculous mm-hmm. because he has a mindset of a street hustler. So it's like I'm not from the street, so I would love to learn that from somebody to to mask as much as he has amassed in his lifetime. Like, Jay-Z most, most definitely did. Jay? Mm. Most definitely. Who's a whole philanthropist? I uh, mean, oh, man, you he don't understand. so many so much accolades. Stuff. And the fact that he's so quiet about his moves and you don't hear him until it, like, makes a paper or, you know, blows it up on social media. Yes. That's what I like about him. I would definitely. Like, yeah, that's it. He's like, I would say, I don't idolize anybody because thou shalt not idolize false idols. Mm-hmm. But he's like, like a big brother to me that I've never met. So mm-hmm. I would definitely want to, when anything Rock Nation, I'm for it. Never met yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stumped on a name. Mm-hmm. I have to think on that. But I think for me, if I could just be a fly on the wall mm-hmm. on like a, a, like a production set mm-hmm. and just learn and watch and take notes and just help out, yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be a good collaboration for me. Okay. Yeah. What type? Film. Yeah, film. Film. Yeah, but that's like the long term. Mm-hmm. That was always a long term goal, but yeah. Nice. I just think you, you can do so much with film. You can do because I think it's a responsibility when you when you're able to either be on a microphone or create like visuals because that's how you know it taps into the subconscious mind and that's how people learn so we right. can have some good imagery out there oh mm-hmm. uh, man you can you can really change the world or just change your community absolutely mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. it's the changing of the world that got me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i tell you a lot of times we should not to just trying to change yeah. the world excuse me we'll be right back after these messages 
I think, I think we get enough people we can right and i i think that's the issue it's just the matter of like building up and finding you know good hearted people, people. people. that's what it is it's good. finding the people who have similar mindset mm-hmm. and that's not then they realize that you're not a threat i'm not a threat to you right. the person that doesn't like you is a threat to you i love you i love mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. so I don't have no animosity mm-hmm. or towards anybody because that's not what's in my spirit and in my heart. Right. But if we can grow as a unit, we can be some po- We are powerful people. Oh, yeah. Powerful mm-hmm. people. Right. I don't think people understand we are that powerful. We are the only color that can stand in the sun for as long as we possibly can. Right. <laughs> and True. Be, and look good after we come from out the right. sun. We right. ain't right. Okay. Right. Oh, you look good, black. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You just got to get with the doors. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. It's people that might talk and say stuff, but you, put in the work. you find some doors. You, you mm-hmm. can make something happen. Right. You're like, oh, this person is a doer. Let's work. Right. You know? right. And you know what? If you do it, doers always connect. Yeah. Because when you actually roll it out, that person that's on the move, mm-hmm. they can tell, you know, you can come to the atmosphere and know a talker. Yeah. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. I sit and I talk, and I sit around talking. I'd be like, "You ain't nothing but a dime. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> ain't doing nothing out here." You can definitely tell. And like you said, I think energy is a big part of oh, that energy. too. Like you said, you know, they don't even have to. They could talk, but what you listen to them, like, all right, yeah. yeah all right. And, and, and we made the energy. Right. I mean, this what the same thing that we breathe is what we are. That's, that's what it is. That prana. I don't like being down. I like being up. As long as the vibes up, I'm good. That's it. Chris, I wanted to share and speak to you. You said being a creative is very powerful because we have the ability to be in the subconscious of other people, especially when it comes to film and music and all that stuff. So he's going to feed off of that question. Definitely have to tap into it. Because that's what's gonna make people love you is when you tap into places right. that's not in the front. Right. Everybody, everybody pays attention to the top of the iceberg. They don't ever pay attention to the bottom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like we are very powerful people, and I would like to see us grow to infinity and beyond. Right. I'm definitely with the toy stores. Yeah, slowly but surely it is. It is. If we could get the gatekeepers out of the way, we'll yeah. sometimes we are the gatekeepers. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes we are the gatekeepers. Sometimes we might be like, hey, let's fucking our own gate. Own gate. No, that's facts. That's facts. That's why I see when at the Oscars, people complain about. I mean, why do we just need to be included in these things? No, I can only make my own. We do. You know, let's start our own. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time. They be like, why? I was watching a news thing and they were talking about uh, transgender people, mm-hmm. um, t- transgender men, it was a gen- t- transgender females wanting to play sports yes. with females, right. with biological females. Mm-hmm. Instead of calling, crying, and complaining that these people don't want you to be a part of it, go make your own league. I don't understand what the problem is. 
Go make your own meat. Then, then they gonna come looking at you mad because you done made your own meat. No, no, no. Just don't. You don't have to like. People don't. We limit ourselves believing other people when we have the power to do anything. I mean, that's really what it is. The creator gave you the power to be. We are the smartest You're being right. here. We're, we do limit ourselves. We when limit we believe, ourselves. When, what you say when we believe in other people? Oh, we... Oh, I never forgot. Hold on, but something on those lines, yeah. and I see it because even like growing up in a, my parents, they're strict uh, Caribbean Haitian folks, and they're just like, you got to do this, you got to do that. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, I got to do this. Uh -huh. I got to do that. Not realizing my full potential, but now that's where they see the world is going and how everything is changing, they get it now. And so I'm just like, well, if I had that, you know, ide ideology back in the day, then maybe, just maybe, you know. I say, this is, because I've, I've been in this position, like, mm -hmm. I get it. But the, the first thing that was, a, the first thing that was the creator of the world was the creator of the world. I mean, the creator of the world, that's what it says, created the world. So, of course, when people break down that, you are a part of a creator. If you are made in the image of your creator, then <clears> you <throat> are a creator. That's mm -hmm. the power that you have. And once we tap into that, so you know, be like, we good. I mean, everybody creates. People create cars. They create homes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just some people don't want us to be creative in the entertainment business. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where they think that it's no money yet. But, no, it's a lot of money in entertainment. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It is. It's more money in TV than it is in music. Like, okay. That is true. Cause you hear like when people get, um, I think it was Shonda Rhimes. She just signed a deal with, I don't Netflix. know, if it was Netflix. Mm -hmm. And those zeros after that, I was and like, and they dogged her. ABC was it ABC. Yeah. How you dog a woman who helped your network get to where it's at. Right. If y'all had no Shonda Rhimes, y'all wouldn't be where y'all are. Right. They won't dog her. She said, okay, don't worry about it. Netflix Literally, called. Don't and, worry and, about and it. And tripled what ABC tried to offer. You're not going to belittle me after I didn't give you all these years of this television. Right. Get the hell out of here. What's your favorite thing to photograph? Um, events. Events? Oh. I really like events. Really? Uh, yeah, it's, it's free. It's, it's <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> well, not like literally free, but it's like, it's not really contrived. It's just mm -hmm. candid in the moment, mm -hmm. you know. Capturing the people uh, and the essence. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I really love events. Uh, second, just portraits. Mm -hmm. um, no specific type of portraits, but... What type of events? Um, like any type. I mean, it could mm -hmm. be like a wedding reception. It could be uh, a birthday event. Mm -hmm. uh, networking events are cool for sure. Uh, like corporate events are, are fun. Yeah. That's so, cool. that's a range. I could see events being a thing. Like, yeah. They have so many multiple pictures of this from so many different people. Oh, yeah. And then it's, it's meet, you can meet so many people. I'm going to do another audio test real quick. So, Chris, if you can, um, <clears throat> where are you from? No, no. Well, 
Georgia. Noonan High School. Where'd you go to college? Georgia State. Were you in any clubs while you were there? Uh, yes, a couple. Oh, could you name them for me? Uh, NSCS was the National Society for Collegiate Scholars. Okay. Uh, did a business frat, Delta Sigma Pi. Okay. That was about it, I think. It was a one. It was a one more, but I forgot the name. Right. That wasn't. Re- <laughs> that wasn't really active. We frat the homeless one time, but then that was it. Oh, okay. Well, that's always a good thing. Yeah, it just never Definitely. really. Yeah, I kept it active, but I didn't. That's good. All right, um, let's do Who are your favorite artists? Yay Z, Nicki Minaj. Oh, Michael Jackson. Okay. Classic. Like, oh, Kathy Prince. Prince. I got Actually, I have the Prince name. I got Prince. But yeah, Prince is up here. Did you hear the new Nicki and um, Jay? these names yeah, I, think, yeah, I think they they always come, come correct what genres of music do you listen to the most i listen to every genre besides heavy 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 metal i cannot do it and real quick if you can um yeah, heavy metal is wild it is i, I just don't get count it to 10 for one. Like, count to 10 for one yes. one yeah. two three Four, it is weird. Five, yeah. Six, not trying. Seven, to, like, not eight. The people nine, screaming it. Oh, I think you got to be on some type of substance to really you take have it to. in. Absolutely. That and with combined, because I don't get it. <laughs> Honestly, don't get it. Yeah, not for the sober mind. I don't think. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, eight on nine. Yep. Yeah, mainly it's uh, events and um, events, portraits like graduations or engagement shoots and branding shoots. Those are the top, yeah, my top three. Have you shot for any publication? I have um, a magazine, like a, what's the name of it? In the City Magazine. Uh, It's like for models. Um, I think that's the only one so far. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'll be glad to help. Natalie, 
Hey guys, and welcome back. So yes, we are having a very in-depth conversation about being a creative in such a saturated industry. So my question is, what do you guys, or what advice would you give to upcoming creatives? Oh, uh, don't listen to anybody. Listen to yourself more. Love yourself before you love anybody else. Mm-hmm. And your creative your creation matters just like anybody else's creation and don't give up don't give up i would say find something find something that you can latch on to find something that i mean even because a lot of people you know say hey i don't i don't have a passion i don't i don't have that thing Mm -hmm. you just gotta kind of find something that you're really interested in uh and i would say to kind of help you with that Find something that you would want to learn a lot about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to kind of keep your heart in it versus just getting into it for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and take it serious. Uh, yeah. At some point, you got to take it serious. If you just half do it, you're going to get half the results. So yeah, just take it serious and uh, it's be you throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Do the work, take it serious, and also be consistent. And I know sometimes, especially as creatives, we like get frustrated at times. And that's just the way of life, right? So with consistency brings about change. That's to me, that's what happens. Um, so what would you guys say about just doing the work and being present and always um, putting your best foot forward, essentially? Always be respectful uh, of people and people's times. Mm. Always be polite to people. Um, when you put in the work, the work will show. If you put in trash work, it will show up as trash work. Mm-hmm. Don't put out trash work. If you want to make it and you want to be a creative, make sure your work speaks for you, but it can touch people and people can listen to it and understand why you want to be a creative. And um, just don't give up. Just always, always remember, it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't, it, the world was not created in a day. Uh, Babies aren't created in the day. Well, that that part started it. But, you know, it takes nine months for the baby to come out. So just remember that building blocks to a kingdom take time to get there. Mm -hmm. Don't stop. Don't stop. Right. Yeah, consistency is key. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a challenge because there are two major things I see uh, that stop and kind of keep us from being consistent. One is we tend to care a lot about what other people think. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if social media introduced it (laughs) or just made it just just rampant or whatever. And then- Wait, you said um, social media made it a way where- Well, we we care about the opinions of others a lot. And and that kind of can stagnate us and prevent us from really sharing our creativity. Right. And then the other thing is we're very distracted. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like the great distraction. Uh, We're on our phones. I go, I do like a social experiment. I just like to watch human behavior. Mm-hmm. I try not, when I'm out, I try not to be on my phone as much, like mm-hmm. a conscious thing, but I just see hey, people walking across the street. I mean, I get, I'm guilty of it too sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's like, we're just so distracted. It's easy to get lost in a scroll. Mm-hmm. I was at a, uh, I actually worked, mm-hmm. a, I worked a seminar a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. This lady, she was talking about, uh, I forgot what the topic was, but she said that we scroll the uh, the length of, the average person scrolls the length of the Eiffel Tower every day. 
when you think about that, that's kind of nice. And I and I could see that. Yeah, so it's you know we have these distractions. We care about what yeah. other people think. So it's kind of it's, it is a challenge to be consistent. But mm-hmm. I always go back to what really helped me. I met uh, at Georgia State. We had uh, the marketing association put on a because I was a business major. Mm-hmm. They put on uh, a workshop, and it was being it was hosted by uh, Tommy. Tommy from Martin. Oh, okay. Yeah, back when he was still when he was still with us. And um, so after he finished speaking, we got an opportunity to go up and just ask him a question. I was doing I was doing comedy at the time. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worn a few hats. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I did stand up for like a year. I it was fun. That, yeah, <laughs> it's like one clip out there. But um, so I asked him. I was like, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who's uh, just starting out with comedy and really want to grow it? He said, whatever your your whatever. It is whatever your creativity is. He said you gotta you gotta do it every day. He said you gotta look at it, touch it, smell it, feel it every day, even if it's just an hour. So that's the thing I tell people: you gotta just do it every day, even if it's just an hour put into it. Because I mean, with the law of compound interest, over time that one hour is it builds up. But people, it's easy to do, it's easy not to do. Mm-hmm. So what helped me out when I was still in corporate doing photography. We really, when you think about a, a 24-hour day, what, eight, eight of it is sleeping. You got eight, nine of it at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I call it the, the, that, golden, that golden period for me, that, that space for success. It's the hour when you get off work and when you go to bed. Mm-hmm. If you can maximize that slot right there, because it's on average it's about four to six hours for most people. Mm-hmm. So even if you can just crank in an hour mm-hmm. of that every day, you look up. I mean, it's, it's it got to take off, right? You know, right. absolutely. I, I I write every second. Yeah. I'm writing in my head now. I'm just not gonna be able to take my phone out, put the bars down. Mm. But, but as you said, like if you take that time, if you take time, if you can take time to clock in for a job, you can take time to clock into yourself. Mm-hmm. And always remember that them you can you are replaceable at a job, but you're not replaceable to yourself. So. Focus on you uh, and the, with the distractions. Social media is a mm-hmm. gift and a curse. We always been distracted. We always thought about what other people said about us before social media. Social media just made it on a broader scale. And distractions, if you are if you have a distraction, make it a positive distraction. Maybe if you're distracted by if like a photographer, like you're a photographer, maybe you start looking at like something something in what you want to do. Yeah. But you now your distraction is now your attraction. So now you utilize what you didn't, what you thought was something bad, and you utilize it to be something good. So now you put that time in, as you said, to to build yourself, to 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 get to that point of what you want to do as a creative, whatever you want to do. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned Martin, and Martin is my favorite classic, show. Classic. And the reason why it's such a classic is because it's so relatable until this mm, day. Mm. There's some episodes clearly when it came out and what. 95, 92, whatever. Um, I didn't understand what was happening because I was a kid. But now when you watch it, it's just like, wow. And I think when it comes to being a creative, those writers understood relatable situations, real life things that happen. And you guys both spoke upon it about being true to yourself, understanding that that's who you look into the mirror every day, you know? So I just wanted to highlight that because I'm such a Martin fan. <laughs> um, so career-wise, 
right? Where do you guys see yourselves in like the next three years? Or where would you like to see yourself in like the next three years? Oh, the next three years, I would like to be in Rock Nation. Mm -hmm. I would like to be more, more well known as a writer. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to write some more books. Uh, I want to become more of a entertainment person, not personality. Next three years, I want to be out of Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I don't, I'm not going to say where because I don't want to buy no. Uh, in a situation where I'm just happy, more mm -hmm. happy than I was three years ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I just want to be a creator. That's all I want to do. I don't want to really and fall in love and be wealthy, and that's all I want to do. That's it. Three years, um, career-wise, definitely would want to have uh, my own studio by then. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely have a studio space. Um, have a, a few people on the team, mm -hmm. um, you know, other photographers that I'm that I'm helping build up uh, and helping me out as well. Uh, I would want to have my hands more into the film side because mm -hmm. I have some ideas about some documentaries, mm -hmm. uh, like social documentaries that I, that I think would be great for the community. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just using it as a, as a vehicle to, you know, get out positive imagery just for the people. Because right. uh, you know, just spoke about earlier with the subconscious. Right. Images are so powerful because it's really how we remember things. Think about somebody say, okay, how was second grade or how was your childhood? Mm -hmm. You're gonna think images are gonna pop in your mind. So when you have, let's say, mainstream, they're able to really, they call it television programming. They can really program the minds of the people, even through music. Think about what the, I, I listen to music now. It's like, I mean, the babies are hearing this. <laughs> and they're singing it. They're singing it too. So, I mean, that's, that can be very powerful if you're not fortified enough to, you know, kind of move past that. So, yeah, just, just you know studio um you know getting some some positive images out there whether it be pictures or film and uh yeah just being open to to what comes i learned about life is you we do our side but then we gotta, gotta let go and god gonna do you know what god does so you know we can we can do what we do and just see what else come on the other side that's it. I got the plug. Whenever you're ready to write them scripts, we'll holler at me. That's it. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. It's all about collaboration That's over it. competition. I'm open 24-7, 365, 366 okay. on the lead. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, going back to what you were saying about how it's called TV programming and programming for Black Panther came out was such a good mm. film because there were so many dynamics to that one feature. Sex. You had superheroes, Sex. you had talking about power. colonialism and things like that. And one thing why I feel like that movie was so big is because it just rooted something so different. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, it had the backing behind Disney and Marvel and whatnot. That's but cool. the fact that it just changed the game and the narrative and showed us that there were people like myself who are geeks into like, what is it called? Afrofuturism. Afro right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're just not one type of being. There's so much more that we enjoy, so much more that we like, and so much more that we like to see. Um, so with that, what is something that you guys would like to see that mainstream media is doing? I mean, 
it's not it's not doing enough of. I definitely want to want to see more positive black imagery. Um, I think the media the media has a a way of saying. Prime example with the George Floyd uh, case, they said that he had superhuman strength. So nobody in this world that has superhuman strength. That's not true. You have to stop utilizing those type of words like superhuman or he was on drugs or he's bigger than us or this and or, or this and that to, to downgrade the word black. The word black is a very downgraded word and it shouldn't be downgraded. I want them to start to use more of the imagery of the people in a positive way. I don't want to keep seeing us getting shot. I don't want to keep seeing us being slaves. I don't want to keep hearing the mainstream music about drugs, sex. I don't want to hear none of that. It's so many other positive things to talk about. More positivity will heal the world. The world is crying for help and we have to help it. We have to help the people and believing in your people and pushing for better in front of us will be okay. Just like I said, if you put the $20 on the, if you put Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill, black people can look at him and be like, oh, now I look like money and stop seeing George and Franklin and the rest of them people. Just push the people who are actually here, the people, and push them in a positive light. No more slaves. Let's do some kings. Let's do some queens. Let's do some comics. Let's do some, some things like that and empower the people that are coming up under us. Because if we don't empower them, it ain't gonna happen. And I got a child, she's 10, mm -hmm. and she needs empowerment. Absolutely. Even though she got it for me, but still, she needs more. Absolutely. Uh, what I would like to see mainstream media do more of, I would say, kind of get out of the mindset of profits over everything, mm -hmm. you know? Um, really do things in the interest of the people, like promote promote health and wellness for one. Mm -hmm. Throughout this whole pandemic, all I've seen on mainstream is wear a mask, social distance. I mean, that's good, we should do those things. But also, I mean, what about having some specials to tell people about their immune system and how, I mean, we have these amazing bodies, you know, divine bodies, but we gotta, you got, we got to have to help the body out too. Mm -hmm. So having specials about, you know, teaching people about what they should eat or exercise or getting sunlight, mm -hmm. you know, vitamins, minerals. I mean, I, I haven't seen any of those. Uh, I think that should be highlighted as much as uh, the other medical guidelines as well. So I think more of that would be if people just start eating, let's say drinking a smoothie a day or Eat some. Do you? How much water do you drink? Have specials on that. <laughs> so, with, to piggyback on you, if you eat your blood type, you should be fine. Because there's certain things that we're not supposed to eat. Like if you're O, o positive, whatever the number, I don't know what none of that stuff is. But whatever you are, if you're not supposed to eat beef, they give you a substitute to eat chicken. Mm. If you're not supposed to eat apple, they give you a, a substitute to eat a pear. If you know what your body type, what's in your body. Because the reason why we have all of these ailments and all of these deaths and all of this is because we've been eating food that we ain't supposed to be eating. They've been giving us this stuff for years. And when you realize that you are your key to your paradise. So if you take the time and feed your body correctly, feed your blood, your blood is what keeps going. So if you feed your blood what your blood is supposed to eat, I think a lot of things would 
pertaining to de- pertaining to disease and stuff would would fall to the wayside mm. because now you're eating what is intended for you to eat. So I, I say find out what your blood type is, find out what you're supposed to eat, and pray. That's it. All right, guys. Well, I had a couple of things, another thing I want to talk about, but we're not going. We're not. Uh, we're running out of time. But we could continue this on the podcast. But guys, thank you so much for this conversation. We needed it. Hmm? It's not? One more segment? Oh, I thought it was three. All right, so we will be right back after these messages. I thought you said three. Hold on. Ten break, ten break, and then the last one. Oh, ten break, ten. Okay, the 20 was, okay, good. Call in. I'm about to call in. Come on, call in. I know, I know, I know a lot of people talk about um, how to slay I mean, I don't want them to completely stop. They don't have to put so much out. And there's other that's, that's slave. They take your truth away. Your truth is that you have to find where there was a king and a queen because mm. we often say we all come from kings and queens, but not all of us are brown skin come from kings and queens. Some of us do. So I think we got to find your truth. I think the truth is that we come from slavery. And I think in our relationship with America, Okay. If we don't teach our children that we can go back there, we have a lot of us that think that's not a reality anymore. Mm-hmm. It almost became a reality. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I know there's still people now that are in situations where they still have, like, a, like further down south, Atlanta, I mean, further down south in Georgia, they still have those slave. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that. I just want to, I grew up in a, a, a my, so my grandfather is Caucasian. Um, well, step grandfather, but my mom is really black and my dad is black. They didn't teach, they didn't give me the the tools to learn. Like I always thought that we was rich, that we was wealthy, and we we weren't. And it's like, well, where does? Because my mom used to say the same thing. Well, we had kings and queens in our family. Well, we had kings and we were we came from some of us came from kings and queens. And I'm like, well, where is the money? Like, where is the goal, like, I can't. We, how do we have to? Why do we have to keep being poor in a in a country where we help to make people rich? It doesn't make any sense to me. And you're right. I I think that maybe moving forward, I would address it in a different way. Like you have I to find. Said, I, I wasn't getting that time, but I was interested because I hear people say that a lot, and I just I, I, it's a, that's a whole other topic matter you might have on your show because mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's um, it's a break definitely. Because now, you know, my youngest child won't have that same type of push that my older two had. Um, so I had to continue to go back over that. So it's, it's interesting. That's a very interesting subject. I think that's why black are very divided. Mm-hmm. Because you'll see a lot of people like, I'm so tired of
I'm not taking the time with you to give me the eyeball. But I think what people say they don't want to do like slavery. I think it's more so they just like they would like to see uh, movies that have an emphasis and focus on black people that necessarily don't have to be like that that don't have to be about slavery or right. our economically and stuff. Because I mean you can you can you can look at any any genre ever that focuses on white people and the movie's about that genre, not so much their struggle. Because their struggle is Right. Their exactly. struggle didn't start until we stopped being slaves. And that's mm. when we forget yeah. that we, Stop. they had yeah, everything man. done for them. Yeah. And so the struggle for white America didn't begin until you got your freedom. So yeah. that's why they don't capture that because that's not a reality for them. And that's that's my thing. I think we have to know ourselves because if you don't, if you don't realize that we hold power, that slavery is what gave us power. Mm. When you don't have a place to get your power from, and this is why white people are panicking right now. This is why they don't want us to have politicians. Mm. They, they're panicking. They've never dealt with this before. And for us, let's be honest, we like, we don't matter what the White House, we don't still live in like we don't live in. Because that struggle has given us a sense of power. So I, I get what you guys are saying. I like to see the success of oh, this, but I always think I think what they should do is probably tap into the people who were their lineage was slavery. Like maybe they should find some type of way, like a person whose grandma, grandma, grandpa, whatever their lineage was, but they could talk about how slavery was. Because it's sometimes it's hard for me to listen to a white person tell me about slavery. Like, huh? I should jump across this table and slap you, but I'm not going to do that because it wasn't wasn't true. It wasn't true. But to get to for me to listen to somebody, I would rather listen to her than listen to the man in the White House. Cause I believe that she can more I'm more relatable to her than him telling me about my great grandma that was a slave. I don't want to hear that shit from him. I really don't want to hear that from him. I would rather hear it from my people. I would rather hear it and see it from people whose family probably lived it to better understand because there's more people besides Sojourner Truth, besides Harriet Tubman, that they don't really talk about. Right. And that's very good. That's, that's very true, too. And that's the thing. There's, there's an unfold story. I think we got, you know, guys, we need to do like, no, an unfold slavery movie that follows them all the way up into the now. That'll be they decent. Have, they have a that, would be, like that. that would be dope. You got to put some, you know, in it. Because I think that that's, that would capture. If you can see the growth, I think the power is in knowing my grandfather couldn't read. Mm-hmm. But it'll never be another person with that last name that can't read. So, I like that. So, no. But if we don't see it, She went through a lot. With, with Oprah, she didn't have yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Any of us. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. The struggle does definitely makes you who you are. That's the one it. thing. Not for, now, white people struggle. There's a lot of white poor people, so they have struggles. But I think when they get in tune with their struggles, that's when you see those powerful white people. They don't care about race. But when mm-hmm. people don't get in tune with their struggles, they tend to think that they should never struggle. And we that's not it. Right. Because that was no. Right. I feel it.
class and then joined us in the studio and the Ambassador of Hope. Um, so my thing is, you spoke about um, during the pandemic and how there wasn't enough, I guess, uh, you were speaking about how like we should be keeping up water, um, understanding how to eat and get exercise and all that good stuff. So the question is, though, what we see is what's popular, right? They push all that stuff to us, the rapping, the um, rapping about nonsense, the, uh, you know, things that really aren't meant to build us up or whatnot. So how do we go about changing the programming or changing the narrative into things that we care about and making it so that our audience cares about it as well? other people and get your own lane. I mean, how did all the, like you said with the cereal, like all these different cereals that you want to pick from, um, you pick your favorite one. And sometimes other people may not see your vision. So you have to be able to maybe push your own vision or get into a group of people who share the same vision because we can break this up. It can be broken up. You just have to break it up with the people who are willing to break it up with you. I think we gotta kind of go. Well, two two things I see, uh, like I mentioned earlier, a lot a lot of that good positive work is happening in the community. So we have to have some people like Brown um, to make those connections, right? Because uh, I think success. Because what I, well, my camera it's like a key to the city. I mean, it's just putting me in, in so many different, giving me access to so many different spaces that I, I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So having that access, I've seen, like, it's popping out here. <laughs> but it's in pockets. It happens in pockets. So if we can have people who just highlight this pocket, that, that's one way. Then another way is uh, we might just got to go old school with it and just go grassroots, uh, boots on the ground, um, get people. Everything is kind of opening back up, you know, where we can kind of meet uh, face to face, have some um, have some events. Let's say if it's a film that you want to get out there, have some some watch parties and stuff like that. Um, so I see those as different combinations of things that we can do. Uh, and bringing people, I would say bringing the people into the fold that you want your audience. So maybe you go out, like you said, with the movie, you bring the movie to the people, you pick people from out of the, whatever uh, audience you want them to want them to be in, and they be a part of the movie or they be a part of the script, or they be a part of the play. You want to, if you want to get to the people, you have to talk to the people. You got to get the people to want to talk to you. So if you can get the people to talk to you and listen to what they tell you, and when you listen to what they tell you, give back to what they said visually, then you 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 got that those people because as you said, it's the media. We don't control as media as we should. So if we have a way to push our own media or a way to get involved with our media, it'll branch out. And if you touch the people with your hands, they're going to touch you back with theirs. I also just want to like note that a lot of the stuff that we ask for there, it's out there, but it's not heavily supported because there were many shows on, I think, if it's not BT plus or whatever that I recently caught on to that isn't on the network anymore. And I'm just like, what happened to that support? Where is our support? It's like, yeah, we want this. Okay, here, you guys get it. And then they take it away because 
there's not enough um, views or whatever. So what do you guys think about that? Like, why aren't we supporting our own lane? Why aren't we supporting what we put out? I don't think competition, uh, people are afraid. Uh, I believe, I still believe that it could be possible. Like, we, ha- you still have to make a plate mm-hmm. of your own food, regardless of the fact People could cook all day long, but you got to make your own plate and you got to sit there and look at what you can eat and what you're not able to eat and bring another person. Like, I got this plate. I got ham. I don't eat no ham. You eat ham? Mm-hmm. But you got chicken? Oh, well, you got ham? You eat ham? Okay, I don't eat ham. We could trade chickens. Now, now we just started something. Okay, now I know that you don't like ham, so now I get to get more information about you. You get information about the people that you want to help and you want to push. And when people know that you listen, They'll come around because now people don't feel like people are listening to them. Mm-hmm. You got the water boys getting shot, shooting people over water because they're trying to find a way to make something of themselves. Mm-hmm. If you listen to them and actually sit down and hear what they're saying, it's like, well, we don't have nothing to do. We don't have nobody to, to help us get to this point. If you help the people who actually are screaming for help and they back you, they're going to back you. People going to back who back you. If you back me, I'm a, I got you. I'm going to rock with you. But you honestly have to show people that you're for them. If you're not for them, they're not going to be for you regardless of that. And the shows that get picked up, we got to find people who are in a position to continue to push them. We can get more Tyler Perry's. We can get more uh, Shonda Rhimes in those positions. And if they don't want us to get in there, we knock the door and make our own stuff. Indeed. And I think another reason why we don't see us supporting uh, a lot of our own content in our own lane is uh, it, it comes down to what you value. And unfortunately, a lot of our people, a lot of us don't value, uh, the value's not there. So it kind of goes back to what we talk about off camera. Uh, with there, it starts with education. Mm-hmm. Remembering who you are and knowing who you are. Uh, I think that'll kind of bring it home. But yeah, it just comes down to what you value. Okay. Love is the key to everything. Honestly. It is. It is. Um, you spoke briefly about your 10-year-old. I have a son and I'm very like zoned into making sure that he's watching the right things, you know. And I I say this because, you know, well, children television or children programming is predominantly like these little white kids or whatever. Um, so I want to speak about the importance of bringing us to the forefront, making sure that we have, we're telling our stories the, the proper way. Um, and then we started speaking about gatekeepers and how you know that may become an issue. But I wanted to get your guys' opinions about that. Put LeVar Burton back on the television. Reading Rainbow? Yeah. Classic. If you put LeVar Burton back on the television, it will help a lot. Or put more people like that. Because a lot of people may not want to read. If you push people to read, they're going to learn. You got to push people to learn sometimes. And you, mm-hmm. if you see a person up there that's telling you, I did this, go ahead and read, they'll start reading. I've read, I, that's how I started writing from LeVar. Mm-hmm. Reading Rainbow helped me get to my wording. Mm-hmm. It's before Jay-Z and all of them. But yeah, that was, that was my person. Gotcha. Put that out there to help the children like that. We don't need Barney. We don't, we don't really need Sesame Street. We need people who we see. I don't see no bird reading in real life, I but I see a black man reading in real life. Come they do have a black puppet. No, but he's a puppet. He ain't real. <laughs> I want to see somebody real on the screen. I don't, kids might have nightmares. Like, oh my God, I don't want to see. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Put some, put some people on the screen. Got you.
Uh, one, I think it, uh, a big thing is just starting at home. Um, yeah. Starting with the kids, man, especially when the mind is impressionable at, at a young age. Mm-hmm. If you could get enough kids and mold them in the right way, I mean, that's the future right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, definitely starting with the kids, educating the kids. And, uh, I mean, that's, you know, it, it may take a while. You know, once they come, kind of come into their own, but I think that's a great investment also just people who are doing the work work with people who are doing the work and build the youth communication ask what do you want to see on tv or ask what's your interest if if they if you don't want your child to play video games all day long ask them well what else would you want to do and start using that as a content you know mm-hmm. like you said it start from home maybe people at home make their own content mm-hmm. and then push it or they get with people and make the content they sell. but if you ask a person a question if they, if you ask a person a question, they should tell you. But communication is the key. That's, that's communication key. is the that's key. key. You mentioned about asking kids what they want to do, because so many of us get caught up in this trap. We end up we have aspirations as kids, but when we get grown, we're not doing any of that. Mastery. It's. Mm-hmm. I read the 40, 48 Laws of Power. It was a phenomenal book. I suggest people read mastery because it will get you to the point where we'll be talking about the alchemy of getting to your peace ascension grows so you have to grow and where you have to move in a place where it's not bad so if you in a, a if your soil was trash you have to move out of that so it's like you have to maneuver in a world that's better for you better for your children better for whoever's around you and doing that is for one being honest with yourself, mm-hmm. being honest with people, and love is the key. And communication will help a lot of things. Effective communication, which means you listen, you just don't, you listen and you pay attention and you be able to articulate what the person told you. Because if you tell me a bunch of stuff and I don't come back with nothing that you told me, I didn't listen to nothing that you said. So now I don't have your, I don't have your mind. Mm-hmm. If I listen to you, I got your mind. Because now, I, oh, you pay attention. Okay, well, I could talk to you some more. And breaking that down to have people be able to want to come and talk. You have to be able to want to talk to people as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming together, it's going to be important. It's a lot of stuff that we want to do, right? But I think there's a great prerequisite. We got to heal. We have to come together Mm. in healing, you know? How are we going to do all this great stuff when we still got all this trauma? Mm flowing through our bloodstreams, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that's that's one of the job as a creator uh, is to use those mediums to heal the people. Absolutely. Healing is a, a, yeah. I know, I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a lifelong process yeah. and you have to have it and you have to be around positive people to help you get there because a team wasn't wasn't one person. Michael Jordan didn't get six rings by itself. Brady didn't get seven rings by itself. It's a team effort. And if you have the right team around you, whether it be blood, whatever it is, that's gonna propel you in a in a in a better life. Absolutely. So before we all leave, I want you guys to tell the people how they could connect with you. I'll talk to them. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Munchiangelo, M-O-N-T-Y-A-N-G-E-L-O or MontiAngelo.com. Uh, those are the two best places you can find me. Uh, you probably see me out in the city with my camera. 
uh, in Midtown, Peachtree, or whatever. But yeah, you probably know where I live. My, oh, I have a lot. So you can find me on IG at J Anthony J Anthony Grigger. No, oh, that's wrong. Sorry, it's Jag the Writer. It's gonna come up, J Anthony Grigger. Then I have just another Negro talking. That's a podcast. You can catch me on there too. Uh, he is art. It's pictures of me. Well, they're not really nasty, but the pictures of me. You can get me on there. And it's another one. I can't remember what it is. But if you go to the main Google, the main Jag the Writer one. If you drop down the link tree, it'll drop them all down for you. Just pick which one you want. All right, guys. Thank you so, 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 so very much for talking today and getting in on this topic. We we went in. We did. And I like it. I, I loved it. I loved it. I appreciate everybody who allowed me to speak. Absolutely. Um, so guys, make sure you subscribe to e-linetv.com for all original e line content as this will be featured on that so make sure you guys subscribe all right um so catch us next week for another episode of e-line exclusive until then take care of yourself all right guys bye oh that was so decent